This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our Arsenal Transfer Show, our daily 8 a.m. morning show, which we keep you guys up to guys, up to guys, up to date. That's what I meant to say. Up to date with all the latest Arsenal transfer information. You know those mornings where you wake up. It's got to the temperature now. Well, clearly my brain's not working. But it's getting to the temperature now in the UK where I am waking up a good three times in the entire night. Maybe it's because I'm getting older. Is this what a 26, nearly 27-year-old feels like now? Is this is this what my life is going to be? My back's going to start hurting soon. Apologies for all of you that are way older than me that watch the show. <laughs> but is this what is, is this what's in store for me? Waiting, waking up at ridiculous times because the temperature is just getting out of my mind. And I know that we have a lot of people in our comment section and go, I don't know what you're moaning about. I'm in Australia or I'm in California and I get that. But you're used to it. I'm not used to this. This is uh, this is just the British weather is not 27 degree heat at night. It's disgusting. Anyway, I'm going off and around. You can tell this has personally affected me. <laughs> I hope you're good. I hope you're aware of the chat books, everyone. I hope you're doing uh, all fine and dandy. You see, that's what I'm saying. Half South African in the chat says, I'm 36. Stop moaning. Exactly. <laughs> This is just the way it goes. It's just the way it is these days. It's just, I'm going to moan and you're going to listen. That's that's how it works. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's go through today's news. And to kick off today's news, of course, it's a good one to start with, is a massive congratulations again. Two days in a row, we're sitting here congratulating Bukayo Saka uh, for his goal uh, for England. His first goal for England. He's got an assist for England already, but his first goal in an England shirt. Honestly, this kid is just... I know it was an easy goal, it was an easy finish, but the composure, he has to finish the shot off. Great timing, great place, right place, right time. Showing Southgate why he's in the squad. Fair play, Bukayo Saka. Absolutely fantastic stuff. Um, And pleased beyond measure uh, that he has got into the England squad for this summer. I'm looking forward to ordering my England shirt with his name on the back. Uh, is going to be the plan. It's weird, isn't it? Because I've looked through like the squad numbers. Like last night, he was wearing the number seven shirt. But according to uh, the website, he's the number 25. I don't really want to get number 25. But I feel like if I get number seven, it's silly to get a number that he isn't. But he looks so much better with a number seven shirt. It's also his Arsenal number. So I might just, you know, 
You let me know in the chat box, in the comment section. Should I just do it? Should I just go and get the number seven Saka shirt or should I be more authentic and genuine and get the number 25? I feel like number number seven is probably the way to go, but you'll have to let me know in the comment section. Anyway, let's move on to our next piece of business, which is a story that I wrote yesterday for 101 Great Goals. This is my day job, for those of you that don't know, writing about football. Um, and I wrote a piece yesterday that I've left a link to in the description about a comprehensive guide on how not to be fooled by ITKs during the transfer window. Um, so if you ever find yourself on social media, we talk about this a lot on the show, trying to like skim through lots of information, trying to get the inside scoop, seeing accounts that you think are a little bit questionable about where they get their information from. This article that is a link to in the description will hopefully give you some kind of uh, a little bit of a few tips about how you can look and try and find solid quality information on the internet without having to worry about getting fooled by an ITK that's looking for followers, looking for money, looking for all that stuff. So give that a read, see what you think about it, and then let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section as well. So give that one a read. Anyway, moving on to the first main transfer story of the day. Martin Erdegaard, of course, is someone that Arteta is very, very keen on at the club and keeping hold of our Arsenal for next season and beyond. However, with the move for Carlo Ancelotti to go back to Real Madrid, this looks very much like it is not going to happen for Arsenal, which I know will come as a, a positive for many fans that didn't want to necessarily see him come back because they've got their eyes and their focus on someone else, which is absolutely fine. Angelotti is basically, according to a report coming out from Spain, that he trusts him now. He's very much a player in that area of the pitch that he's going to use. Ancelotti did play with the number 10 at Everton. And it might be a system that he wants to recreate once again when he goes back to Real Madrid. Madrid typically have tended to use the number six when the defensive midfielder with the two eights in front, be it Casemiro in the deeper role and then Modric and Cruz or Valverde in one of the more attacking roles and haven't really used a number 10 that much under Zinedine Zidane under his tenure. But that might now change with Angelotti coming in and therefore would open up a space for Erdogan and the reports coming from Spain is that he trusts Erdogan to be the player for him in that position and that he is not looking to sign players in the central attacking midfield role this summer which will come as a blow to Mikel Arteta he was certainly I think Arsenal's priority transfer target in the attacking midfield role um, and certainly a player that we're going to be looking at as as maybe one that not necessarily got away because he was never our player but maybe one that we'd have wished we'd have been able to hang on to <laughs> Let's go to our next story, which revolves around the idea of who is the mystery number one Arsenal midfield target. Uh, I wrote a piece on this as well yesterday, which I'm sure plenty of you gave a read to, which I tweeted out and I saw a lot of you retweet it. So thank you for that. Uh, the link to it is again in the description if you wanted to give it a read. But it seems, and basically from doing quite a lot of research about the links to Arsenal's midfielders, seeing which ones go the furthest back, seeing which ones come from these legitimate sources and how it's being spoken about now, we are starting to narrow down the candidates of who this person is. There was reports even yesterday about this person, and I am afraid for a lot of you it is not going to come as good news. Uh, I've seen plenty of people leaving comments in the chat box already saying they're hoping it's not going to be this guy but it certainly seems to be that Sander Berger is Arsenal's number one midfield target for that area of the pitch. This is based on a lot of research, based upon cross-referencing sources and speaking to a couple of people as best I could. If you want to try and get the inside scoop on the way I got to this information, as I said, the link to the article is in the description. You can see the trend of where the stories begin all the way back in 2020, coming through 
the start of 2021 and more recently now the most secure uh, one of the best ways you can actually find some legitimate information is going through local sources so look at the newspapers look at the outlets that are reporting the stories as uh, not as in reporting it from somewhere else but their own story and reporting it from a local based media so for Sheffield United if you can get hold of the information from the local Sheffield Sheffield based media and they are writing the stories themselves they're not taking the information from anywhere else that is usually a very legitimate way and a really good reliable source of information that's where we're getting to with the stage of this Sander Berger story is it's no longer a big national press thing which it has been for quite a while but it's actually going down to the more local level at Sheffield uh, and the stories coming out from their local journalists that are very much in with the club so that is why you can very much put together the puzzle which points towards Sander Berger being the main guy. Does it mean that Arsenal will get him? Of course, it's not a guarantee. It's, it's not a guarantee that you're going to see Sander Berger in an Arsenal show next season. It doesn't mean that Eve Basuma is also not going to be an Arsenal player this season. It just means with the likelihood of how discussions are going, this is certainly the one that Arsenal seem to be prioritising above all else right now. Uh, and they've got their list of other targets should they not be able to get him. A lot of it will come down to the price that he goes for. Sheffield United supposedly wants a figure around the £35 million mark, which for me, I think is way too much for this guy. We have done a tactical breakdown on him. And if you want to find out some more information about him specifically, do go watch our tactical breakdown on him where we break him down. We compare his statistics, the likes of Granit Xhaka, Partey and Basuma. So you can see how all of those guys compare. So make sure you give that a read. I will go into the chat box just to see how you guys are dealing with this information. Uh, Scrubber Steve says, Burger for 20 million as a backup option, then yes. Otherwise, for me, it's not worth it. I like the player. Bant G says, did we actually put a bid in for him? I read we put a bid in the region of 17 million. That was turned down. I've heard nothing official about bids going in yet. All I've heard is what Sheffield United are wanting for this guy, and they're not budging from their 30-plus million pound figure for this guy. Uh, Zane says, Berger is a 15 to 20 pound, uh, 15 to 20 million pound player at max. Well, I mean, for that amount of money, Sheffield United themselves paid more uh, than that to bring him in from Genk. So you're not going to be getting him for less than that. Um, I'd be very, very surprised if they let him go for less than what they bought him for. Uh, Fane says, have you done a breakdown on Onana? We'll come on to that in just a little bit. Um, John Daly says, going to keep a closer eye at the Euros. Uh, Norway aren't at the Euros, so you won't even be able to watch him. <laughs> the Euros. Apologies for that. You're not even going to be able to watch it. Uh, at the moment. Um, Ed Welch says, this just reeks of a recommendation from Stuvenberg, who of course is one of Arteta's assistants. He's coming back from an injury. He's been relegated, yet they're still demanding 30 million plus. Decent player, but I prefer Basuma. Now, what I would say to that is just because a team gets relegated does not mean that there's not good players in there. I mean, you look at how Callum Wilson's turned the striking situation at Newcastle around. Nathan Ake was obviously a decent player. It's not been able to get too many minutes in Manchester City for very obvious reasons. But players are kept from these clubs that are on the on the, on the the way down and looking like they could be relegated. I mean, you think about the Newcastle side that was pretty much close to relegation that Liverpool got Genie Wijnaldum from. You can get good players from teams that are going down. It's just a case of, of picking the right ones and paying the right fee and not paying over the odds. Uh, let's scroll up a bit more and get uh, some more info. Yes, Fane, we have done a tactical breakdown on him, so make sure you go and check that one out. Uh, Irish boy, uh, Malaysian, says, I know folks would prefer Basuma, but with the African Cup of Nations, we could lose Pepe, Basuma, Partey, and Alba, and Onana, and El Elneny. There are plenty of players that we could still lose going off that tournament should we sign some. 
should we keep some? So there's lots of players that still could go off to that tournament. Um, Matt Jesus, I think he's a decent player. If we had already signed Basuma and was getting Berger for 25 million, I don't think people have had much of an issue with this. And I think there's a big kind of thing about the want and the necessity to get someone like Basuma, someone more mobile. Not to say that Berger isn't mobile. He is. He carries the ball very well. That's one of the statistics that does shine out in his favour. I don't agree with the comparison with the whole Granite Xhaka Kante thing. I think that's very different. And I think that's an, I think it's an unfair comparison to, to, to do that. I understand the theory in that you could go get a Basuma instead you're getting a Berger. I understand that. But these are their own players. They're different players. Basuma is different to Kante. Berger is different to Xhaka. You can't do a straight comparison between the two. It doesn't make too much sense. I get the theory and the concept, but you could say that for almost any player. I don't want him to be Arsenal's priority. I would much rather Arsenal went out and got Yves Basuma. I'd much rather we went out and got someone like Guido Rodriguez than Sander Berger. Or I even I have him watched now and done a bit more research into the Lukonga. Uh, I really like the idea of him as a player as well. Berger is someone that is, is really difficult to analyse because of the injuries he's faced, because of how he's transitioned and played in a very poor Sheffield United team this season. It's really difficult to, to analyse his his performances in such a poor Sheffield United team where he wasn't necessarily picked loads because of Chris Wilder's loyalty to players that helped him get up from the from the, the uh, championship. And he struggled because of that. So, you know, if he comes in, he'll have my full backing, as I hope he does, you guys. Um, but he's certainly someone that there's a lot more questions to be asked about. Um, and you have to ask Arsenal a few questions as to why they're prioritising him over some of the other players. So Andre Onana um, is the final main story we're going to talk to uh, today before we go on to our Q&A section at the end of the video. Um, this looks like it's it's going to take a little bit um, because the hearing for his doping ban uh, appeal was yesterday, but it could take upwards or as long as a week to get the information or rather get the final judgment about this uh, out there. The situation is that UEFA have really pushed for this ban to be upheld for the full 12 months. Um, from his side, they feel they've very much done as best as they can to, to put forward his own perspective, his point of view, for either the sentence to be completely wiped away or for a lesser sentence to be given. But the good news for Arsenal and for Arsenal fans in particular, whether or not his ban is appealed or is successful or not, is that they are still very keen on signing him. Um, and it's not going to be an expensive deal for Arsenal to do for a keeper of his quality. It could end up being a very savvy piece of business for Arsenal in the market and a player that would certainly maybe improve upon what we've already got in Bernd Leno, especially in the distribution areas. But to find out a lot more about him, I am going to be releasing a video dedicated to Onana. Um, and this will be out a little bit later today. Fingers crossed, if not latest, tomorrow. Uh, the expert insight is is just ready. It's about to be sent in from, from the person that I've got it from. Other than that, we're all ready to go on the video, so that will be out either later on today or early tomorrow morning, so make sure you check out the channel and subscribe and hit that notification bell so you don't miss it. Let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box then, because we have reached the part of the show where it is your turn to throw some questions into the chat box so don't hold back get your typing buttons out and get those questions into the chat box so we can go through as many of them as feasibly possible let's go through some of the comments john daly yes fingers crossed 
that it is a lesser sentence uh, in the end for Onana. Uh, Yasir says uh, he's injury prone in regards to Berger. Uh, Edu needs to be arrested if he buys him for more than 15 to 18 million. A little bit hyperbolic, Yasir. Just, just a tad, just a tad. Um, Mental Health Guy says, secured my Florida Cup tickets. Congratulations, mate. Of course, Arsenal have confirmed they will be travelling to Florida to play into Milan, um, Everton, and a, I want to say a Colombian team. I, I, I think it is. Um, next uh, for this preseason. There's quite a few games in preseason. We've got this tournament. We've got the uh, games against Hibernian and Rangers. We've also possibly got an Emirates Cup as well before the season, so the week before the season starts. So there's lots of games. We'll be reacting to all of them. I'm going to try and watch as many of them as feasibly possible. Of course, if the time differences make it tricky, that there might be reasons why I can't. But we're going to try to react to them and analyze them as, as best as possible, get some ideas about some of the performances, do some videos dedicated to the performances as well of some players. So make sure you are subscribed to the channel to get all of that content. Uh, Gustavo, using the capital Q, if you would like a question and answer, please use the capital Qs in the chat so you can stand out. That much easier for me to see. Uh, what would you do if some of the players from the current squad don't get sold? It's interesting because, obviously, it's an open question. So if we're thinking about players like Genduzi, players like Torreira, players like Kalasinac, if they don't get sold, there's nothing much I can do. I'd be very frustrated and really would be questioning Edu for not getting those players out. But beyond that, it's just pure frustration, Gustavo. There's not much more beyond that that I can. Um... Samuel says, Tom, Conte, above, uh, Conte going to Spurs. Even with European competition to drain them, will they finish above Arsenal? Now, this is a good question. Obviously, this news broke uh, yesterday that Spurs are in talks to sign Antonio Conte. Am I done in about this? Yes, 100%. Antonio Conte is a brilliant manager, one that I wanted to see at Arsenal, one that I felt that when Arteta should have gone after we was eliminated from the Europa League last season, that he would have been the guy 100% Arsenal should have gone for. He turned Chelsea into a, a title-winning team, and he's obviously gone to... Uh, he's done really, really good jobs at Inter Milan, making them the, the title winners that they are as well, and, and ousting Juventus from their perch, despite them also obviously having a poor season. The, 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 I do have reservations about the success that he could have, because what we do know about Antonio Conte is that he's going to want to be backed. He's going to want to make some signings. He's going to want to add some quality players to his team. Now, Spurs have got a lot of work to do to improve that squad. It looks like they're going to be losing Harry Kane, which you would think is going to be the main source of the income from that side of things. But beyond that, they've got a stadium debt that they're paying off in a pandemic. They are going to be a little bit hamstrung, you would feel, about the signings that they can make. And I'll be interested to see how Conte does get on. Hopefully, not very well. Um, but I have seen a lot of ironically similar comments from similar people about uh, Conte's arrival at Spurs that were very similar to what they said about Mourinho's arrival at Spurs. And of course, that wasn't exactly successful. So it doesn't mean the same thing will happen. It's just ironic how similar the comments I'm seeing are. There's no guarantees. At the end of the day, you could put anyone in charge of Spurs. They're still Spurs. <laughs> so they are still going to be a little bit comical um and they are going to be a big big challenge to try and turn around and to see success and without Kane if he does leave that is going to be a big big problem for them as well and if Son goes too that's another big issue that they're going to have to face as well but it is still a worry because Conte is of course a very 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 good coach um and it does show that they are you know making some good decisions you would think 
Um, O'Malley, big up Bakayo Saka. Love the kid 100%. Ansgar says, thoughts on Arteta using a fake uh, goalkeeper formation? What? I don't, a fake, is that, do you mean like a false nine that's a false goalkeeper? <laughs> like you're sticking a defender in goal, is that? I mean, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Gary Mullen says, Tom, would you swap Emil Smith-Rowe and Cash for Grealish? No, of course not. Uh, ben Ham says, 35 million for Berger is ridiculous. John Daly says, with us maybe selling Willock, uh, Nelson, Eddie and Ainsley Maitland-Niles, do you see us signing any homegrown players? Uh, maybe, but I think people get very obsessed around this homegrown thing. Well, actually, what they should be more concerned about is the non-homegrown quota, because the non-homegrown quota is what's more important. It's the fact that you can't have more than 17 non-homegrown players. It doesn't matter how many homegrown players you've got. As long as you don't have over 17 non-homegrown, then you're fine. Uh, and that's what matters. You can put in your youth players. You can register them in the 25. It's not a problem. Uh, and also, you've got to think about that both Saliba and Martinelli will, be, will become homegrown, uh, they will qualify as homegrown players, to the best of my knowledge, after next season because they would have been at an English club for three years between the ages of 16 and 21. Uh, absolutely irrelevant, the fact that Saliba spent time on loan in France for two years or one and a half years. Uh, it doesn't matter because he was at the English club between those years. Um, so that doesn't actually affect things, which is apparently good. That's the information that I read up on. So that's really, really good news. So we just got to keep hold of him now. Uh, Bali says, what are your thoughts on Tuchimeni? Amazing player, young player for Monaco, best young player in Liga, I think he won the award for, but I don't think Arsenal are going to sign him, unfortunately. Uh, Priyesh says, do you think if we get a goalkeeper who will serve a ban till February, will we sell Leno now because we won't fetch much value next window? It's a tricky situation. I don't think Leno's going to go this summer. Um, I'd be surprised even if Onana was to come in. I think I would be surprised. I think the long-term view is that Onana is meant to be the one they want to be, our long-term goalkeeper. Um, and Leno will eventually just move on. But there was reports, some, not, I wouldn't. I didn't report on it straight away because I want to wait and see if there's some more reliable stuff happening uh, that he is open to move and wants to go to a more regular European, like a team that's playing regular European football. Well, I'm sorry, Leno, but part of the reason we're not playing regular European football is because of you, mate. So it's uh, there's an irony there. Had he not made the mistakes that he'd have made throughout the season, then, you know, we wouldn't be where we are now. But, you know, it's what it is. Not salty. Not salty. Um, Dan says, what name are you get on the back of your Arsenal shirt and why isn't it El Nenny? Which is a very good question. Um, or rather, why is it El Nenny? Uh, no, I don't know. I think because obviously I want to get an England shirt with Saka. I think on the yellow one will go Smith Rowe. But I don't know if I'm buying any other Arsenal shirts, to be honest. I think I might just stick with the one that I've got. That I do every year, just buy one. Um, I have to see how nice the uh, the lightning bolt one is. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Shashank says, what will happen with Lacazette? I personally feel we should cash in on him and give Balogun a chance. I think that Lacazette will probably end up staying. I, my prediction is he'll be given a one-year extension. Uh, and then we won't sign a striker because we'll allow Balogun to, to get more minutes this season. I think that's probably going to be the plan. Uh, Jolin says, do you, now, do you know anything of Paul uh, Nwachu? Uh, he is a striker for Genk. Yes, I do know a bit about him. He scored 33 goals this season and is the type of striker that we should have. 27-year-old, right? Um, obviously very good in the air, aerially. Uh, uh, he's not the quickest. But he scored some some very decent goals this season. He got a very good goal haul. And you would think for a plan B type of striker, he'd maybe be the perfect 
uh, person for that. Uh, but I've seen no legitimate links, Joel, I'm afraid, to him. So nothing at the moment. Uh, but, 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 but everyone panics, says Derry Brown. <laughs> I don't know why. Why are we panicking yet? It's just the sec- 3rd of June. That's chill. Manu Cloak says, will you do a show about the players you need, uh, who need loans this season? It's one of my favourite topics. Yes, Manu, probably towards the, as we go through the window and the window opens because it's all transfers right now and the focus is very much on that. When things chill out a little bit, we'll definitely look to do one of those shows. Uh, Sai says, any thoughts on Mana Solomon? Of course, uh, the Israeli international has been linked with a move to Arsenal. We've been asked this a couple of shows. I, I just don't think it's... If you're going to sign a player in that position, I don't think he's of the level that we should be going for. That like He's not better than Saka. He's not better than Pepe. So why go out and sign someone there uh, and spend a lot of money on that? It's just I'm just not sure. He might go and prove me wrong. I just I've, I have reservations about that transfer, to be honest. Ansgar says, how do you rate your beard? Not great, mate. Patchy as hell. It's not very good. Uh, so not great. But it's better than not having anything and looking about 12. Uh, Chris Rhodes says, why do people keep pumping Basuma without explaining... Pumping? <laughs> without explaining that Elneny needs to be replaced. Honestly, uh, should... Uh, be one of the African Cup of Nation players, max per each defence midfield and forward. Uh, because it's one month, mate. It's it's one month. And we obviously can have players that are going to come in. We haven't got European football this season. So it's not like that is, is going to be a big, or I don't think even would have been impacted anyway, because it's a different time of the year. But yeah, I don't think it's a big issue. Uh, I really don't see it as a, as a problem when you're going to get a player of that quality to lose them from. If that, you don't even know how far Mali you're even going to go in the competition. So, and I think we've got the quality. I also think that we should be signing more than one centre midfielder. So if we sign Pesuma and one that isn't going to the African Cup of Nations, then that's fine because you've got players that are at the club. You've got Willock, you've got Aziz. We don't know what's happening with Maitland-Niles. We've got some that can come through and step up, in my opinion. You can change systems. You can play Smith-Rowe in a deeper role. You can chuck someone else into midfield should you need them. It's, it's For me, it's, it's not a big problem. Uh, let's scroll down a little bit more. Um, boom, 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 boom. Manu says, first transfer to go through once the window opens for Arsenal. Shoot, ins and outs. I think the first one that will happen will probably be Matt Ryan. Uh, I think that'll be the first one that, that gets announced. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. It'd be one... I, I really hope we do sign someone completely out of nowhere. Like, that is... You just can't... Like, the whole Matt Ryan thing in January of this year. No one saw that coming. It wasn't reported by anyone anywhere. And it was just announced... And that was that was awesome. I loved that. So I'm hoping that that can happen again this season and then put me on edge to create a show as quickly as possible. So Hill says, Tom, do you think the leaks from the club have become a little difficult to come by this season? Uh, I mean, the leaks, interesting, obviously, we talked about leaks about January time because Arteta was speaking about how they had a, a mole in, in the club and they didn't know who that was and they now think that that's gone. So maybe there's less leaks coming out because they've been able to to siphon off the information that was that was coming out so there there you go um let's actually see i mean i see a lot of people talking about the african cup of nations in 2022 actually being in the summer but i've heard very different um uh so i still think it's kicking off in i mean the dates that's been confirmed to me here is that it's still january 9th that it kicks off no news on it being moved just yet uh i'm looking into the news section of it um and i think the women's one may have been postponed but i'm not seeing anything about the men's one uh being postponed whatsoever so yeah they said it's postponed the 2020 win 2022 women's african cup of nations qualifiers to october 
but nothing about the main tournament being postponed. So at the moment, it's still very much happening on January 9th. So do the research. Um, Priyash says, do you think the downfall started after David Dean left us because we haven't replaced him? I mean, people talk a lot about David Dean like he's like, the angelic figure of, <laughs> of Arsenal Football Club. He's the guy that got in Kroenke, first of all. He did some really great things at the club along with Arsene Wenger. But I don't look at that as the part the downfall started. But I mean, if you want to say it's where the downfall started, is that because he brought in Stan Kroenke to the club? So it's it's a weird one. It's really hard to identify where the decline kind of began. I thought it was because of our poor recruitment. Arguably, you could say the decline begun after we moved away from Highbury, um, which is a, a big point of contention, of course. Anyway, I feel like we're getting off of task uh, now anyway. So what we will do uh, is we will round things off there. As I said, we've got a show coming out later on today, fingers crossed, about uh, Andre Onana. Tactical breakdown on him with expert insights, statistical comparisons, and a heat map of a goalkeeper, which should be fun in itself to have a look at. So make sure you tune in for that. Please drop a like on the video, guys, and subscribe to the channel if you are new. We are closing in on 23,000 subscribers, so please make sure you do let your friends know. You share the word around, and uh, and we can build up this community even further. It's been a pleasure, guys, to speak to you as always. Uh, and as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.